Hello and welcome to the Rennick Centre podcast. This week we are chatting to Mari Rennie from the Matilda Rose Early Intervention Centre about the importance of attachment for children who are typically developing and those with other challenges. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Rennick Centre podcast. My name is Trudy Smith and I'm the Manager of Continuing Professional Education at the RIDBC Rennick Centre. My very great pleasure today to be joined by Mari Rennie. For the two people in the world who don't know who you are in the field, Mari, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Mari Rennie. I run the Matilda Rose Centre, which is a big part of the RIDBC organisation. We were very fortunate to be taken in by RIDBC in 2011 when we perhaps didn't have a home and that would have been very sad um, because many of the children that we work with would have missed out. My claim to fame, I guess, is working with um, hearing imp- uh, children with a hearing loss who may also have an additional need. And it's through this work that I've become very passionate um, and perhaps finding it very hard to transition into retirement. <laughs> and no one's letting you retire either, is probably part of it. Attachment and bonding, your name is synonymous with the importance of this work. And for some people, they might assume that it's the same thing. So I just wonder if we can break it down into defining each of the steps. So how do you define bonding? Well, bonding is a relationship that a mother has with her little baby, but it's really one way. She's doing all the loving, or the dad. Mm -hmm. They're doing all the loving and gooing and garring at this baby or their little child. Whereas we discovered later that really what we should have been looking at is attachment, which is the bonding, but we're working towards being able to have a two-way relationship. So back and forth, loving with your child. Sure, so we're actually, yeah, bonding's lovely, but it's, it's the attachment that is so important. Tell me why attachment is so important. Well, attachment is the basis of human life, really. So without attachment, it would be difficult or impossible for us to form relationships throughout our lives. And we need to have relationships, Mm -hmm. many of them. Yes. Um, Family, our colleagues, we need to have those friendships and romances. You know, we need to fall in love. And without attachment, that may not happen. Mm -hmm. And does it... um a lot of people just assume that once kids have language, that everything else will fall into place. Is that the case? Well, you see, I used to think that, being a teacher of the deaf, the whole thing was about communication. And if they didn't develop spoken language quickly, it was, well, we have to give sign. Signing may have been the right, right thing to do as well. However, the first thing you have to look at is, are they attached? can they form an attachment and so we have to go way back and then the children will tell us themselves which mode of communication they need once we've formed that relationship so does attachment give them the reason to communicate absolutely absolutely because we get that attunement we tune in with the child we have to meet them where they are with a little baby you know you can't help but fall in love with that baby and you get that back and forth and that's what the difference is between attachment and bonding as I was saying before Mm -hmm. because 
If it's just the mum gooing and going over the baby and they stay at that, we're not getting communication. But if mum's smiling and in a few weeks of after birth, the baby's smiling back, you've got a two-way. It is that early turn taking, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's happening. So when you're working with a family for the first time, how do you assess the attachment? Do you just look for that reciprocal behaviour or are there other things that you look for? Well, you're looking at, well, first of all, you want to listen to the story. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to what the journey has been so far for that family and do a lot of listening and a lot of observation because sometimes parents arrive and they're feeling so overwhelmed and they're thinking things are going to be much harder than they really are because if you go back to the beginning and you've really observed that the family have lost that back and forth because they may have had it Mm -hmm. but when the the infant has passed that back and forth of looking because they're looking for more and they're not able to hear what's happening sure and the family's panicking that communication breaks down Mm -hmm. so we have to take them back to being able to read each other and go back and enjoy and help them to understand the importance of having the hearing aids or going further into a cochlear implant or if it's a a hearing impaired a a family with hearing loss um, a family that's deaf they probably won't have this problem because they are going to welcome that baby they know what they're doing they know how to communicate well communication is not interrupted for them is it no and they're loving it and that attachment is there it's back and forth very easily so you really don't have to work on attachment with that family. Which is really concerning when we think that up to 95% of children with hearing loss are born to hearing families. So that's actually has to be the first thing we look at with a new relationship because there's a strong chance that that attachment's been compromised by the inability to communicate with each other. Exactly. And I, many, many years ago, had a family where English wasn't their first language. And the mother had just arrived in the country and had her little baby. And she spoke Croatian. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I met the young man when he was about 10. And he was out of control in the playground at school. And everybody was scared of this boy. And, um, and I really wasn't sure where to go. I visited the home and the mum said to me, I am so sad because if I had been allowed to use my own language, I would have been able to actually use the songs, use all of the little sayings. I would have been feeling comfortable. She could use her love language. Yes, exactly. And therefore, she would have helped this little boy form a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. So we actually did go back. I didn't know about attachment then in the way I knew about bonding, but I wasn't sure of Mm -hmm. what I was doing. Did you transform his life? Well, I did hear many years later that this young man um, 
had been at the high school where they were dreading him coming and um, he was the one boy or one student when they went on a trip to Numea that was able to relate and be confident but there was a lot of work went into that. Okay but I guess what we take from that story is it's never too late. That's exactly right. So long as you go back and you build relationships and you look at where you're at in a relationship Mm -hmm. and he was fortunate that his family did love him so he did have that firm belonging Mm -hmm. he didn't have the attachment because they weren't quite sure how to manage his behavior Um, but in the end even at the primary school where I had him after the second year third year I think it might have been they thought he was doing something wrong in the playground because he'd put some barriers around and was getting the children to step back but in actual fact what had happened was there was a swarm of bees and he was protecting and he was protecting them whereas in the earlier days he would never have been able to do that Mm. it's it's great to know that that there is no time limits on this if we discover that that's the the problem then we can actually work on that essentially you sound like a dating agency you teach people to fall in love that's exactly what you do how do you do it are there tricks that as as therapists and early interventionists that we can be doing to help a family regain that attachment are there activities that you swear by or tricks of the trade I think first of all you have to form a really strong relationship with the family you're working with so that they trust and understand where you're going and in the early days it's hard but you're talking about that dance and you're coaching the family to have wonderful times with their children there's a wonderful book called giggle time Mm -hmm. and that talks about how to join in and how to do the dance with your child because maybe it's not a little baby maybe you're talking about a two-year-old and it's hard to get back to that early level of um, attachment and getting into a secure attachment with that child but that you've got to do Mm. and it's not just in our field that we see attachment is so important Today, people are recognising it. They're recognising it for those children. Just recently, there's a school in um, Bathurst mm-hmm. um, that has been have amazing results because they have been working on attachment. Okay. They have taken children who are in their high school years who were dropouts, heading for jail, not being able to... Um, achieve at school at all, being in trouble with the law, their parents had finished with them. This year they had an enormous number of children or young students reach their HSC and do well. And that was all done through relationship building. Mm -hmm. They didn't punish the children if they didn't get their homework in or things were happening, but it was more meeting with them, trying to work out what had gone wrong. Sure. And so that's what we need to do. Treating them like equals. Absolutely. And respecting them. Whereas in the old days... Yeah, we we would just assume they were bad eggs. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I think um, the, we're going to make a link in our um, show notes so that you can find that resource, Giggle Time, because it's fantastic. Yes. So thank you for that suggestion as well. And I, I think you've given us all some confidence that there's no timeline on this, that, but it's the most important thing that we need to be working yes. on. So thank you, Mary, so much for your time. Thank you to Mari for speaking with us today. If you have any questions about things raised in this podcast, please contact the Rennick Centre team via the Short Courses website or our Facebook page.